0: Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and this is The Checkup. Say you don't know me. I'll recognize my face. Say you don't care who goes to that kind of place. Knee deep in the hoopla. Sinking in your fight. Hey there, thank you so much and welcome back to uh, Recovery Guide. This is a part two of Things to Think On. We did part one on Tuesday with the fix and the checkup. Things to Think On, part two. And and I hope you enjoyed it. If you have not listened to part one, by all means, go ahead and listen to uh, a part two today as your normal listening. I would suggest that you go back and uh, get some foundational Information uh, in how we set this whole thing up. I'm not going to uh, uh, cover or go back over uh, much of the material because there's a lot more for us to cover on. Just know that uh, I want to make sure, because this is so important through this challenging time for us is where this all came from, is what are we doing in this time of uncertainty? How does that affect us as people of recovery? where my thought is to, if we think on the things that we can control, the things that we can't control won't do any uh, temporary or long-term damage or disruption to our path because we're not being distracted on things we can't control, but rather than thinking on the things that we can. And my whole thinking was... uh, uh, taken from uh, uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verses 8 in the ESV. And, and I challenge you, whether you're reading the Quran if you are of uh, Islam faith, if you're Hinduism from the Vadas, if you're a Buddhist and uh, from the Tripitaka, uh, if you are uh, Sikh and from the Guru Granth, if you're from the Judaism faith, then that is, of course, the Hebrew Bible or the Old Testament regardless of where you're getting your information from, I guarantee you there's a there's a referenceable or, or like verse in your uh, religious study or your spiritual journey that is an equivalent to this. So we're gonna just jump into the deep end of the pool because that's where swimming is the most fun. okay? So again, uh, finally brethren, Whatsoever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Isn't that important? Why not control the things you know? And think on those things than the things that we don't know, which would serve as a distraction, right? And I'm not saying we should discount information. And when I'm talking about thinking on things, what occupies my time? What occupies your thoughts? What makes your mental, emotional, spiritual, physical connection work? So you are in alignment. If I'm saying I'm trusting in God and yet I'm more worried about what's happening temporarily with my stock market, and my 401, how much am I really trusting, right? So they go hand in hand. And I'm not saying, don't get it twisted, I'm not saying these things aren't important and we shouldn't practice things like social distancing or good, uh, you know, Uh, hygiene and those kinds of things and taking those recommendations, but I'm saying we can't run and turn the other way when there's other truth that we can rely on that is consistent with our plan of recovery. So the other day when we were together, we covered truth, honorable, and just. We realized that truth was a verified or indisputable fact, right? Right in terms of God, is truth. Her higher power is truth. There is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. We asked, we stood at the turning point. We asked his care and protection with complete abandon. I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? All of those things that our spiritual walk and our journey, and I'm sure in your spiritual approach, you have equivalent to all of those things as well. Then we looked at honor, which was a high respect as in worth or merit or rank. And then we looked at just or justice, which is guided by truth, reason, and fairness, right? Now, let's go into some of the other things that they're talking about. One of the things that was mentioned is pure. Whatsoever is pure what, is, what does purity mean? Well, again, according to my good buddies at dictionary.com, it is free from every, from anything of a different, inferior, or contaminating kind, free from extraneous matter. Isn't that good? I love something that's free From a contaminating kind. You know, we who are in recovery, it is so important that we stay focused and we have a filter that is on us. What does a filter serve to do, right? There's two types of filters, depending upon which way you have it turned. Some filters prevent things from getting in that would contaminate. And other filters that are created when we have, say, boundaries, are prevent things from getting out. You know, just because I think it, I've got a filter, I don't have to say it. Does that make sense? I'm sure that it does. But being pure is free from every, anything of a different, inferior, or contaminating kind. So important to be pure, to know that our heart is right, free from extraneous matter. Now, that was an interesting concept. I actually, I, I thought I knew what extraneous was, extra, which is additional, right? Um, uh, extraneous is from outside. So, and, and I looked up the word, of course, dictionary.com, and it said introduced or coming from without not belonging or proper to a thing isn't that good or external right i don't want to be judged by an external force that will that will contaminate my path right we need a filter for that extraneous means something that can come in that could not be good. It's a, you know, like a foreign object. You know, if you get a, a foreign object uh, in your finger, it usually means you have a splinter. And until you take it out, you stand to have an infection or or using eye drops or eye wash because we have a, a foreign object that was introduced to our eye that until we had that removed, uh, then then we, uh, we're not going to be able to see very good our vision. And and there's so many metaphors and so many places we can go with that, right? Or, or as my Susie MD friend would say, as a, as a dentist, getting foreign or contaminating objects out of our mouth so it does not cause teeth to unnecessarily or prematurely decay, right? So we have to be very careful of those things, and keep our, our system pure, our space, our internal mindset pure, keeping out things that could cause contamination, something extraneous, right? The next one is whatever is lovely. is that a lovely word? I love the word lovely. It's just, can you say, it's hard for me to say the word lovely without smiling because it brings up so many things in my life that are absolutely lovely of course my wife flora she's lovely from the inside out that the the my joy for over 31 years now but what is lovely in your life and and we're talking about things not just to define them but to challenge us to make sure that these are things that we think on charmingly, I love this, exquisitely beautiful, right? Exquisitely beautiful. We were over visiting uh, uh, our daughter Jane today and seeing the boys, and and she would look at those grandsons and say they're beautiful, or my daughter Kathleen with my grandsons, or or Frankie with, with my granddaughters, or my daughter Carol with all of her students, right? Or the unborn child that's being born to my son, Rob, and my, my daughter-in-law, Phoebe. Beautiful, exquisitely beautiful. What is exquisitely beautiful in your life? I know you have something or someone that you are just so enamored with. Maybe it's some of the things that are going on in your life today that you were praying for as part of your recovery What is commendable? Whatever is commendable. You know what commendable is? I love this. Worthy of praise. You can commend commendation, right? That's where that word is off of commendation is off of commend. And what is commendable? Worthy of praise. What's going on in your life right now that you want to share something with. I know my friend, Aaron, God bless him, man. What a great a blessing and joy is. I've known Aaron for a long time and Aaron is now in recovery. I commend him. He brings me great joy. What he's doing in his life right now is worthy of praise because of where he has decided he does not want to be anymore. And he's decided to go on this journey of recovery. And I'm not breaking his anonymity because he's on Facebook. He's sharing these things publicly. So there's no loss there. Personal things I know with Aaron that are between him and me, and they'll stay there. We've been friends for a long time. And quite honestly, I have nothing but wonderful things to say about him. Nothing negative at all. Um, He's never done an unkind thing toward me. He's always been kind, always been caring. But now what he's doing is commendable. Do you have people in your life that that are worthy of praise, right, that are commendable? Think of that. The next one is whatever is of excellence. Isn't that a wonderful word, excellence or excellent? It is the fact or state of excelling, right? Are you excelling? Isn't that what you want to think about in your recovery to not be distracted? What is going on in your life that you're excelling in? What's going on where you're making a stride or a step in where you have eminence or a superiority, not over someone else, but over something else? What have you gained superiority over, right? If you're new or relatively new to recovery, I have this really cool new friend and his name is Thomas. And Thomas is new to making new decisions. He is gaining superiority over this desire to go use. He is becoming superior in his thought. He is becoming bigger than his need or desire to go use. And so he does not it. And it's a state of excelling. Isn't that a wonderful word? He is gaining excellence in this area. The next one, whatever is worthy of praise. Isn't that wonderful? Worthy of praise. Going back to commendable. I love the word worthy. I had to break this down. Praiseworthy, worthy of praise. So I thought I would break the words down and then we'll just sort of put them back together and relate that to our recovery again. Think on these things things to think on. My friend Scott earlier today, he had ma- made mention of something and we went back and forth real quick and 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 uh, Scott's got a great sense of humor and uh, I'll tell you, working with uh, uh, Welcome Home Sober Living and some of the victories and even some of the tragedies, if Scott doesn't <laughs> keep a good sense of humor, then he's a shipwreck, right? Uh, he's got to stay flexible and, and I'm so proud of him and the work that he's doing. If you're ever looking for a ministry to support Uh, Welcome Home Sober Living of Southern California. Women and children, they can always use clothes. They can always use jobs. They can always use sponsors. If you're in that Southern California area, you want to seek Scotty and Melissa out because the work that they're doing is unbelievable and family restoration. It blows my mind. I'm so proud to have been Scott's friend since high school and to see what he's doing in his recovery and what Melissa are doing to make a difference and restoring families, right? So worthy of praise, having adequate or great merit, character or value, that is something that's worthy. Look in your life. Look where you came from. Look what you are overcoming today. Is that of great merit? As Are you establishing character? Are you increasing your value? You've always been valuable, but do you now see your value? Do you now see yourself as someone who is worthy of attaining the recovery and restoring the relationships and the family and the pride and the job and the finances? Look how you've grown, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, as it says in the big book. But these things will always materialize if we work for them incremental sometimes is the best. I don't want to get everything back overnight. I might not appreciate it in its fullness, but if I get it back one bite, one merit, one instant, one increment at a time, because if I look at a meal, right, you know, uh, people of diet and and of good eating habits, they will tell you it's best to eat your meal slowly. It's better for your digestion. It's better for your weight. We have a tendency to eat less. And as a former obese person, this is true. Um, We have a tendency to eat less because we get full sooner if we take slower bites and, and learn how to eat more slowly, chew our food, make sure it gets digested more properly. And little by little by little, We appreciate and enjoy things the same way with having patience with the things that we're waiting for and understanding and seeing our value grow incrementally. And then finally, there's praise. The act of expressing approval or admiration, commendation, right? The act of expressing approval or admiration or a Commendation, right? Commendable. Going back to that worthy of praise thing again. Commendation—that means to recognize, to commendate, to to recognize, to give an award, to appreciate. So, finding something that is of great merit and then expressing approval or admiration for it—that is what is worthy of praise. So when we look at all of these things, why not think of these things? One of the things I was telling Scotty, getting, getting back, and I'm sure I chased a rabbit trail. I do that often. I hope I just get back onto the trail and go with the thought. But one of the things I mentioned to Scotty is I said, you know, that's a way to think of it there. But I said, Scotty, you know me. I'm going to look at the other side of the coin because there's always another side of the coin. And it doesn't mean that we're denying reality, and, and Scott's of the main same mindset, so we had a quick laugh about it, but that's what I do. I don't deny reality. I, I take it for what it's worth, but I don't allow the reality of what's going on outside of me to distract me from the things that are going on inside of me where my real power lives. My real power or authority does not live outside of me. Matter of fact, if you do a scientific experiment, experiment, the further your hand reaches out, the less stable it is. The closer my arm is to me, the stronger I am. So all the way to the inside out. That's why Cubby talks about an inside out approach to quality and change or change in quality, right? An inside-out approach. What I talk about the inside approach, an inside-out approach to recovery, we exchange the things from the outside for things of the inside because that's where our true seat of reason or seat of power really is. Wouldn't you agree with that? So we take this verse, finally, brethren, Whatsoever, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on these things. We think on truth because it is a verified or indisputable fact. We have honor, which is high respect. We have justice where, or just because we are guided by truth. And then the things we cover today, we are pure. We are, we are free from anything of a different, inferior, or contaminating kind. Free from extraneous matter, right? And what is extraneous matter? It's introduced or coming from without. It doesn't belong. These things outside of me that distract me, that get me off the path of the things that I think on, they don't belong to me. They don't belong in my recovery. And I need to eschew them or shun them. Eschew is a biblical term, which means to shun or to push away while it's outside of me, so it does not contaminate the purity in my relationship with God as I understand God. What so is lovely, it's exquisitely beautiful. What is beautiful or charming in your life? It is lovely. Think on that. Identify what those things are. Write them down. Put them on the walls of your heart. So after a while, you don't need a paper reminder It's like an automatic thing that you refer to internally because that's where the lovely things live. What is commendable? What is worthy of your praise? What can you commend? What should receive a commendation or a medal or a sense of recognition today that's going on in your life? You know, to me, when I relapsed, I relapsed at 71 days back in 1986. And I came back into the program on April 25th, and I was sober then 72 days. Check it out. I was with Texas Mike, Melissa, and Scott S. Scott is still sober today, uh, going on uh, over 35 years now. But we were sitting at a Denny's or somewhere, and, and, and I was telling Mike, and Mike had been sober For like 18 years at the time. And what a giant of a man, God rest his soul. Um, He is in heaven, rejoicing, died sober. What a blessing he was to me and countless other people. But as we sat in this diner and, and I was wondering if I could make it and, and Mike must've known, or God shared with him, but we were sitting there and I was saying, I don't know if I can do this thing. Right. And, and And Mike said in his Texas drawl, I won't try to do it because you'll just laugh at me. But Mike said, well, brother, how long were you sober when you went out? And I said, well, 71 days. And he said, how long have you been sober today? And I said, well, 72. And he said, see, I knew you could do it. And what a commendable thing for me. Have you had that kind of experience? Something that was so commendable, so worthy of praise, that it reshaped your thinking? That did mine. That was one of those things that occurred in my early sobriety that said, you know what? I can do this one day at a time thing. I already did one day longer. My 71 days prior was the longest I had been sober since I was 14 years old, right? And I was 32 at the time. 72 days marked the longest time I had ever been sober in my life because it was one day longer than my relapse. That leads me to excellence. It's a fact or a state of excelling. It is superiority. Not that I am superior, but I am accomplishing superior things, How about you? What is superior in your life today? What are you gaining eminence in? Where are you excelling? Write these things down. Don't let them pass you for a moment. Think on these things. What is worthy of praise? What is having adequate or great merit in your life? What has character or value? And praise is the act of expressing approval or admiration. It's a commendation. So we take worthy of praise and it's something in our life that has adequate or great merit and we are expressing admiration for it. You know what? I don't care if you're picking up a 30-day chip, if you're like my wonderful niece Kayla, who's working on three months now. I think she's probably got something close to 75 days. Bless her heart, right? She has something to praise about that is praiseworthy. It is something of great merit, character or value that she can express an approval or an uh, admiration for. Think about these things. Why would we think about something else, right? There's two sides to every coin. I've said it before. I tell people in my daily mindset workshop. Have you ever seen a one-sided coin? Go ahead. Have you ever seen a one-sided coin? Let me help with the answer. No. Why? Because there's no such thing as a one-sided coin. A one-sided coin is not one-dimensional. Therefore, it has more than one side. Flip that side over. Don't you have the power to do that? Of course you do. Flip that thing over and stay there. Think on these things. My sister Mary, years ago, uh, back probably in the 70s, certainly the 80s. and, And for those of you older folks, you'll remember what a pet rock was, right? A pet rock usually had something printed on it. My sister Mary had this pet rock and on one side, it says, please turn me over. Great little rock. So of course you wanted to turn it over. And you know what it said on the other side? It said, thank you. Isn't that cool? It said, thank you. Please turn me over. Thank you. So what I'm asking you today is, on part one and part two of things to think on, turn it over. Turn that thinking around. It's not like the negative things are going to go away. They're always going to be there. And it's not that we deny them, we minimize, we rationalize them like we did in our addiction, but we acknowledge them for what they are. But that's not the seat of my recovery, nor is it the seat of your recovery, of your wellness. It's the seat of negativity, and it has no place for me. I can can recognize what's going on in my life without allowing it to, to send me into despair. Because the things that I find true joy in are the things that we discussed today and on Tuesday. Think on these things, things to think on. Let's flip that coin over. I'm going to share another poem. My sister Mary so inspirational in my life. I could tell you stories about how she was my angel in prayer. Well, she knew, she always knew and trusted God that one day I would get well. And I'm a living miracle to my sister Mary. And I will always be grateful for her being a prayer warrior for me in my life. But this great poem, and I'm going to leave you with this today. As children bring their broken toys with tears for us to mend. I brought my broken dreams to God because he was my friend. After waiting patiently, I screamed, how could you be so slow? My child, he said, what could I do? You never did. Let go. Let go of the things that distract you and think on the things that bring you life. Things that are of truth, honor, justice, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise. Think on these things. My name is Robert and I am the recovery guy. I was trying-